As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Hey, y'all, Seven Friends in Heaven is back. We're brought to you by the Armchair Media Network. Joe Burrow might not be the only rookie phenom quarterback. It is I, Rob Paul, a.k.a lead investigator looking into why the football gods caused so many injuries on Sunday. And with me, as always, is AJ. Show me another clip of the Malcolm Butler interception, Marchese. <laughs> Fuck that. It's There's been a game since then, too. It's so annoying between the two teams. None of the, none of the guys are still on the team either. No, no. Today we're talking all NFL rookies who thrived and struggled in week two. Let's hit it. Seven, 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 seven rounds in heaven with my baby, driving up to Cleveland, maybe looking for a Lawrence or Sewell. Don't draft specialists on the first day. Don't draft specialists on the second day. Maybe draft a punter in the six. We'll see. Let's go seven rounds. Let's go seven rounds together. Let's go seven rounds forever. And that's a song. The wait is finally over. Football is back. You might not be at a game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on everything imaginable this season, from game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props. Bet Online gives you more options to wager than any place online. You can get in on their season opening bonuses today and start off wagering on wins, divisions, and championship futures now. Head to betonline.ag today to take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Okay, no news that I know of. Although, you just broke to me that Notre Dame's not playing this weekend. Yeah, uh, seven positive COVID tests, I think, for Notre Dame, and uh, they postponed that weight game, baby. Uh, we're still waiting to find out whether the Pac-12 Mountain West and MAC will play this fall. Yep, but, the uh, the Pac-12 news is supposed to be in a couple days, right? Yeah, I, I assume Mountain West will end up following whatever they do. Oh, classic Mountain West, always following, eh? And then the MAC will just do their own thing, baby. <laughs> I think so. Um, but yeah, I, I think uh, other than that, since the last time we spoke, um... Nothing, nothing big in the in the draft realm. No, no, we got nothing. Lots of NFL injuries, but, which suck, but yeah. And a lot of big-time NFL rookie performances, and let's start with the QB rundown. And this week, shockingly, mm-hmm. not just Joe Burrow, as Justin Herbert ended up starting for the Chargers, finding out seconds before kickoff that Terod Taylor was not going to play. Yeah, which uh, it's kind of a scary situation. The news was kind of changing on, on Taylor, but regardless... Uh, he seems to be okay, and Herbert came in and uh, absolutely cooked, in my opinion. Yeah, there Anthony were... Lim would tell you otherwise. Uh, okay, fucking threw him under the bus. All right, all right. So, do you want to? I wasn't gonna try to start there, but yeah, okay. So that's the whole. Well, I mean, 
The fact, okay, just lo- looking at the Justin Herbert performance to be thrown in against the defending Super Bowl champions. <laughs> yeah. Outside of that one bad interception, yeah, where he was, he played a, f- yeah, yeah, he played a phenomenal game. Absolutely, and, and and I mean, first guy, I think they said to throw in and run for a touchdown in the first half of his uh, rookie start since like nineteen fifty something. Yeah, um, he he was awesome. He kept them in it all game, down to the wire. Lynn threw away the game in overtime. Yeah, they, they should have went for it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, punt, punting threw away the game. Everyone knew it. And then after the game, like, it's fine to say Terod Taylor is 100% our quarterback. Like, whatever. He shouldn't be, but whatever. You said <laughs> it. You're rolling with that. But then to go and say Justin Herbert made, a, like, all these mistakes and, like, just throwing him under the bus and it made it sound like he was blaming Herbert for the loss. I don't know. That just, and I love Anthony Lynn. He's one of my favorite head coaches. I just thought that was a strange way to handle your, your young quarterback. Absolutely. But like, like, I don't know, man. Like I also love Anthony Lynn and I've like, I've I've soured on him a bit over the last 48 hours just because of these, first of all, not going for it. And then throwing Herbie under the bus. Like, first of all, um, even if Tyrod is 100%, uh, Herbert clearly should be starting for the foreseeable future, right? Um, I, I think I, I saw a stat that this was Herbert's first start, obviously, top 300 passing yards. I think I saw a stat. It was in, in 47 career starts, Tyrod Taylor's thrown for over 300 yards once. <laughs> I and love, I, lo- I, 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 I think Tyrod Taylor's one of – yeah, he's, he's one of the best backup quarterbacks in the NFL, no doubt. But you drafted Justin Herbert in the top 10 – he immediately looks ready to play, getting thrown into the fire. And, I mean, Tony Romo is higher on him than anyone in the world. And, and outside of that one interception, he played fantastic football. He made he, he wasn't afraid to take deep shots. Mm-hmm. He averaged over nine yards per attempt. Uh, he, he was making tight window throws. He was That, that one conversion, uh, third down conversion on the, the Austin Eckler pass, that was incredible. Um just un unrattled, which yeah. I think is something we knew. Like he's got kind of that Jared Goff, kind of he never seems overly phased and like is always even just listening to him talk is always like monotone. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. Like that he he isn't the the rah rah guy, but um he he's got something there to him. And then uh, the other thing. The way he was looking to lower the shoulder as a runner, yeah, maybe don't, maybe don't do that. But I, I mean, that got me fired up. He's looking like Josh Allen out there. And how does that not fire up Anthony Lynn? Like he's he was a running back. He's a running backs coach. He, he's a running back through and through. And Herbert's lowering the shoulder and uh, like doing more with his legs than, than Tyrod did last week too. And yes, yeah. That, it felt it felt like they were they were um, more willing to utilize his legs than they were with Tyrod. Yeah, and obviously had the rushing touchdown and like. Okay, so like the, there was like two key mistakes. Obviously, the interception was yes. really, really bad. Like he was late over the middle, and, and he, he could, should have ran for the first down. Exactly. Would have easily got it. And then like like uh, the the one uh, ball to Mike Williams that he was just a little bit late on off the PA where it would have been a touchdown, and Honey Badger just got there. Like not even yeah. a big mistake, but like like Tyra wasn't going to make that throw. No offense, I love Tyra, but like that was like so close to being what a throw. And then, like, the, the, the tight shot to Guyton. That was amazing. He, he froze Fulton, kept his eyes off of him in cover three, uh, and then just fucking laid it to him, Guyton, on the, in, the, in the corner there. Like, yep. 
No, it was great. Like, I don't know what you could uh, ever ask more of from this performance of Justin Herbert. Like, yeah, the pick was I, bad, but really, it's his first career game, and he didn't know he was starting. Like, come on. And he, and he took the, the defending champs to overtime. <laughs> and I, I was so ready, but, well, you and I, it, it was obviously in that um, that 4 o'clock window where, where there's only three games on, so we're going to have eyes on all three. Mm-hmm. And uh, you and I instantly, I think, both got fired up and were f- more focused on that that Chargers Chiefs game Absolutely. than we planned on being. Yeah. I, I in the, in the moment, and uh, I I was pretty ready for him to not look good. Yeah, I was I was ready. Like, okay, first of all, you know, we're both huge fans of Justin Herbert, but like, I was ready for him to, you know. Look sloppy. I make a couple of those bad interception plays. Like Burrow had a terrible pick in his first game too. You know, like <laughs> a little more of a goofy pick. But yeah, uh, I, I I didn't expect him to look that good. So even to, to even to suggest that, like I get saying Tyrod Taylor is a starting quarterback because he was supposed to be, and it's just an injury that lost it. But I don't know, man. Like I, I don't. I, I mean, I again, I think Herbert's starting this week. But it was yeah, just it kind sounds of, like it. Yeah, it was just at this point. Yeah, it was just kind of silly from Lane. Okay, I'm, I'm jumping it, the gun here, but like, yeah, I picked him for rookie of the week too. I think he he was so good, he deserved that. Yeah, I mean, I I think you you could pick him or Burrow to be honest. And yeah. Obviously, both end up losing, but both look like. I mean, it, it's harder to say uh, with Herbert, um, but both do look like they're they're headed down the right path at least. Definitely. And. Um, uh, I, I, I the other thing is this Chargers offense has Mike Williams, who is one of the best deep contested catch receivers in the league. Yeah, and he, that's just not going to get utilized with Terod Taylor. I'm sorry, but it's not. And, and then obviously Hunter Henry, Keenan Allen, Austin Eckler, um, Joshua Kelly <laughs> wasn't dominant in this game by any means, but he looks like a good two and fits the system behind yeah. Eckler well. Got the like, screen on play- the first drive to, to kind of get the Chargers going, Herbert comfortable. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of playmakers. The offensive line, they, they did a solid job improving, even though the, there's already been injuries to it. Yeah. But, like, with Justin Herbert in there, and the way that defense, specifically that pass rush was playing, if it, it feels like the Chargers can be in games. It, it it feels like if he started week one, maybe it wouldn't have been such a slog fest with the Bengals. Yeah, if he started week one, I don't. They probably won Ima- that game. Imagine, I imagine how many eyes they get on that on that game if it was Burrow versus uh, Herbert week one. I know. Like, so I mean, obviously we didn't really see Herbert. We we're not in training camp every day. But if he looked this good uh, on Sunday, I mean, uh, maybe he should have started week one too. I don't know, man. Um, I I, the, the, I I totally understand why he didn't, but yeah. The only other thing is, it, I hope he does start this week. Oh, I hope Terod's fine, but yeah. I hope he does start this week because I want to I want to see what he looks like when the defense is preparing for him. That's yeah. the only thing. It's sometimes if a, like the Chiefs prepared all week for Terod Taylor, they weren't prepared for Justin Herbert. It, it can change things. They haven't seen eyes on. They don't. They haven't had NFL eyes on Justin Herbert yet. Mm-hmm. So. Seeing seeing what he looks like against a defense that's prepared for him, I, I would like to see that. I and, and the other thing is they're playing the Panthers this week, and that feels like a perfect opportunity yeah. to build off this momentum. Just because that Panthers team's not very good, the secondary's been rough. Yeah, lots of lot more lots of rookies on that defense. Um, yeah, it's it's gonna take Matt Rule a while. Um, but talking Burrow, I mean the man threw sixty one passes. <laughs> it was crazy. Yeah, 
What's this yard to the attempt? It. Like, 5.2. Yeah, okay, sick. <laughs> Threw th- for 316 and three scores. Um, but the thing is, he just he's such a smooth operator already. Mm-hmm. You already have so much confidence. Like, obviously, they lose the Browns, and, and that's a banged-up Browns secondary. But he's also dealing with Miles Garrett and Sheldon Richardson and Porter Gustin all <laughs> all over him throughout the game because outside of Jonah Williams, it's not that a, a very confident offensive line. No. Um, no. Like Bobby Hart is, I mean, that dude's probably given up more pressures in a two-game span than anyone in NFL history. Fred I'm, Johnson I, like, I'm, killing it, though, baby. Oh, yeah. Fred Johnson starting? Cause how bad is Billy Price at Fred Johnson starting uh, over him? Fuck. <laughs> Big miss from um, both of us, baby. Um, But, yeah, Burrow... <laughs> confident poise throughout the game you kind of always feel like you got a chance yeah on any given drive despite like aj green is totally washed <laughs> okay like, oh, like, oh, oh, i AJ mean green's not good i agree but uh they only had like one practice together so they're just not on the same page like how many targets he just, like, but 13? He, he 13 i think yeah he he had a drop he also just what doesn't i agree doesn't with move you. the way he used to i agree with you right? but i'm just i'm I love AJ Green, and I was shitting I on him during the game, but yeah, they, uh, they haven't had much time on the field. Um, but, yeah, but really, all the receivers weren't like Boyd was okay, even like he didn't even look like himself either. So. John, John Ross is not good. John Ross is not good. <laughs> so there wasn't really much help there, and it was Burrow was like like it. I don't know, like in a vacuum, were the throws the most impressive overall? Not really. Like, did he have his rookie mistakes? Yeah, like that. Like you mentioned, Sheldon Richardson taking that really bad sack where he just got spun around. But uh, it's like, hilarious. You, yeah, it was jokes. But like you said, it, it, he looks like the real deal, and he looks like he's gonna keep you in every single game, which the Bengals haven't had in a very long time. Like, even when Dalton was cooking, you you knew that it was uh like he was one pick away from absolutely collapsing at points, right? So, yeah, bro, bro, bro is. Through two weeks, I think one of the ten most fun quarterbacks to watch already. Yeah, I can't, honestly, I can't believe he threw sixty-one times. Like that's that's insane. But that's that's the other thing: the fact that like I don't I don't really know what Zach Taylor's game plan is here, but throwing it forever—that's sick. Um, Five wide I get, constantly. I really want them to get Joe Mixon more consistently involved in the passing game. Yeah, because we both know coming out of Oklahoma, he was such an elite pass catcher, and we've seen what Joe Burrow could do with a pass catching back with Clyde Edwards Hilaire at LSU. So hopefully that they they start to implement more things. Um, they they really after he looked good, uh, in, in empty five wide, mm-hmm. uh, week one they really took that to the next <laughs> level <laughs> against the against the uh, Browns. And I so hopefully it. they just keep kind of expanding and, and uh, adjusting that offense to fit what he likes to do and what he's good at. And his overall, like, he just moves so well in the pocket yeah. and so confident for a rookie behind a horrible offensive line. <laughs> and on the other side, like, you're you're seeing Baker Mayfield. Like, that was a great game for Baker Mayfield. But yeah. the, the, the week before, Baker Mayfield, he's got a tendency to flood the pocket, right, when, when he's under pressure. And you, and you don't get that with Joe Burrow. I mean – the, the pocket poise, I think, is probably, for me, and the overall confidence for me, is the, the biggest thing through two games. Yeah, and, and if Burrow's moving, he's moving forward and, like, picking up first downs. You, you know? like Yes. The yes. Richardson sack was, like, the only time where it was kind of like, okay, what, Joe, what, are you, what are you trying to do out there? But but, but if, if Joe's going to give us a hilarious <laughs> college play once a week, we have the Melvin Ingram interception week one, we have the Sheldon Richardson sack week two, like, I'm, I'm here for it. Yeah, I mean. I mean That's what makes him fun. 
the the Bengals are shit anyway, so might as well uh, get one of those in. I agree with you. you they they uh they could use Jamar Chase. I'll tell you that. So hey, tank for tank for Chase or Panay Sewell. I wonder if they can. Uh, first of all, lot, lots of injuries around the league, and uh, contenders gonna be looking for guys on offense and running back and wide receiver. But like. I wonder if they can maybe capitalize on the name of AJ Green and kind of just see what they can get. Like, if Mosinu can get a second. I was about to say, you tricked the Patriots in trading for a second. Okay, well, hasn't AJ yeah. Green to the Patriots been a rumor for like five years now or something? So, yeah, yeah. Like an Instagram rumor, but a rumor nonetheless. Well, that's where we get our rumors on this show. Uh, the, the, be- the, the best news sources, baby. All right, so you already alluded to Justin Herbert to your rookie of the weekend. Yeah, I, I got one defensive guy, but on offense, I'll, I'll go Herbert. I think he, he just deserves it, man. Should we, should we do an offensive and defensive each week, maybe? It, it crossed my mind. I think we should. Just because I feel like a lot of the week, we might end up with the quarterbacks and we do so much on them. I, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm in, so okay. I'm, uh, I'm adding that to my notes as we speak. You Tell me your uh, defensive guy, then. I uh, first had him as looks like a hit. We talked to him last week. I think you had him as a hit last week. Uh, Antoine Winfield Jr. I, uh, Good. Yeah, I, I think you're. I think I know you're going to have on defense. I you that was your assigned game. So I uh, tried to go here. Uh, Antoine Winfield Jr. looks like. Uh, well, first of all, he looks awesome. like what? Yeah, he looks awesome. He looks like what we thought he'd look like early, baby. He looks like a steal. We're so smart. We're so smart. Like uh, I don't know, like thirty some odd on my board. So yeah, we're smart but, as fuck. But, Go ahead. I, uh, I, 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 uh, this was your game, but I, I snuck a peek in on it. Yeah, Don't no, you worry about that. Um, and it, I think just the best, the best thing that happened to Winfield was he ended up with Tobbles. Yeah, he's utilizing him awesome. So yeah, he had this trip sack on Teddy, where he kind of got stuffed, but then he just relentless and got back. Uh, when Teddy climbed the pocket, got back to him and, and stripped him. Uh, I think they blitzed him a couple more times. He maybe had another mm-hmm. hurry on Teddy. Uh, and then, like, t- 10 total tackles, uh, strong tackling, too. Like, he had the one play where uh, they, they used the classic Texas route to CMC on a third down, and Winfield came out of, like, you know, five yards, six yards away and kind of yes. cleaned it up quick and easy. And, uh, he, like, remember, like, after they drafted him, I think both of us were saying it's like, okay, he, lo- he looks like the perfect last piece of the puzzle for this uh, young Bucks secondary, and it's all coming together. Yeah, no, he, he – I, I pretty much – I mean – I watched that game just to get eyes on him and Worfs. Yeah. And, and they both look like hits already. Yeah. Well, Worfs, actually, you know, just as good as week one, I think. Like, like Brady was getting I, rid of the I ball think, fast. I, but, yeah. I think he looked uh, – he, he, so I'll, I'll, I'll just jump to it. My offensive rookie of the week is the top – my top three offensive tackles, Jedrick Wills, Mekhi Becton, Tristan mm-hmm. Worfs. Um, Worfs, outside of, I, I want to say, two times against Brian Burns. Yeah. Was awesome, like, and that's Brian Burns, another first round pick who has consistent double digit sack ability. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought Worfs looked great. He was moving people in the run game. He there, there was a screen to I think Lashawn McCoy at one point, and, and just his ability to get out in space and, and throttle defensive backs. <laughs> yeah. I love it. No, he looks um, good. Yeah, he hey. Uh, Opposite or not opposite him, but at guard, uh, our, our boy uh, Ali Marpet also looked freaking awesome. I always um, does, baby. Um, they just killed it with those first two picks, though, eh? Yeah, no, like, like, uh, and, and but every we all thought it too. Like, it's yeah. not like, yeah, like everyone was like, yeah, that's the that's perfect for them. 
Um, just jumping over to Jedrick Wills against against the Bengals. That their the Browns' offensive line was fantastic. It wasn't just him, but yeah, I mean they gave up zero sacks, and that's not a bad defensive line. I know Geno Atkins was out, but they they have they have a couple like Carlos Dunlap, Carl Lawson, Sam Hubbard, and Jedrick Wills was stonewalling in pass pro. He was his uh, his kick step looked so smooth. Um, he just his his lateral agility really impressed me and then he, he just people Mauled. mover and, yeah. and they yeah they ran for over 200 yards and that run game is terrifying and <laughs> yeah. he looks like a stud um that's a huge then, huge bounce back for the whole offensive line after week one and i i picked wilson it, my primetime star like and yeah i think he that, only gave up pick. only he only gave up one pressure i believe according to piff the do you know piff oh, fuck. do you have you've puff i can't afford that <laughs> i don't either but I, I i look at the free articles um <laughs> <laughs> They're so stupid for giving me them. Um, yeah, and then like you said, just that that whole that old Browns front just absolutely mauled the Bengals, man. And yeah, he, Chris he looked... Hubbard at right tackle looked sick. <laughs> yeah, I mean the Bengals front. I, Atkins was out, wasn't he? Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, yeah. That, the but the Bengals front, you know, it's supposed to be better than that. But yeah, they just <laughs> fucking hunting uh, Chubb just massive holes. Anyways, Beckton, yeah, fun. Beckton. So let me let me tell you. Last week you were talking about how funny it was just throwing in the yeah, run same, game. Same amazing. deal. Yeah. yeah, same same deal with uh, against the 49ers. Now obviously they they lost Bosa pretty early. Uh, D four was was banged up. Solomon Tom like everyone on the 49ers was hurt. Good break but, for Beckton. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm going to tell you, Mekhi Becton's already the best player on their offense. Like, I, straight up. Not just offensive line. I think he's the best player on their offense already, two games in. he He's just a monster. Obviously, like you mentioned last week, he just throws people in the run game. Yeah, like he, constantly, like, too. Yeah, it's, he's, he's kind of got that trend. Uh, this is what I was thinking when I was watching it live. Um, cause Trent Williams is on the other side. He's got, mm-hmm. you know, those like week one, that, that Trent Williams block, he, he, <laughs> yeah. not quite to that extent, but he, he's got that vibe to him where he can just murder any player on any given down Definitely. Yeah. Uh, in the, in the run game. And then in pass protection, he's easily already their best, their best pass protector. He looked smooth. Um, his feet looked pretty good. He was moving really well. Uh, I, I mean, he looks like a franchise left tackle. Yeah, like when I was talking about his pass protection last week and like just saying like he did well, I'm saying like for for an NFL tackle, not even for a yeah, you know, you're not, first you're, uh, start and exactly. like for a guy like Beckton that just just absolutely like a run maul or just like maybe he's already up there for one of the, like for the most fun guys to watch when the ball's in the running back's hands, right? I think he's got to yeah, be. No, I, I, I definitely think so. I, I phrased that weird, so. but you got us saying yeah. I knew what you meant. Um, <laughs> Overall, though, I've been just impressed in general with rookie offensive linemen because I thought with the circumstances of this season, it would take longer for them yeah. to adjust. But a lot of like the guys I was most impressed with this week were offensive linemen, not just first round offensive linemen either. Like, mm-hmm. I got a couple more guys I'll mention uh, as we go through the show, but just good, good week to be an offensive lineman. Good, bad week to be a corner. Um, yeah. <laughs> in my defensive rookie of the week is pretty obvious. Chase Young. Yeah. Uh, it, Seven it, pressures, it, I, I mean, think. Like uh, it, it. It was pretty. Like I know DJ Humphreys isn't that good, but is paid like he is. Yeah, exactly. But like, yeah. Chase Young was just k- k- kicking his ass like throughout the game, and and I guess I guess to me, what kind of is the most impressive thing about Chase Young, is what he does as a run defender already. Mm-hmm. He's just so 
And it was similar with Nick Bosa last year. He's just so technically sound, plays with such great leverage, understands how important it is to be that edge setter, and and, and doesn't kind of get lost. I don't want to say get lost trying to make the play, but like you know what I mean. Like my responsibility is set the edge, then I can make the play. Yeah, and, yeah. and he he totally understands that. He his hands are which we knew how violent his hands were, but it's the it's already translating. Um, what's he got? Two and a half sacks through through two games, a couple TFLs, bunch of pressures. Yeah, he uh, and like up there Tyler in the league. Murray, up there in the league, like not just for rookies and like those type yeah. of stats. Mm-hmm. Honestly, he probably would have had two more sacks if it wasn't against Kyler Murray, because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. a, a couple times Kyler Murray is just Kyler Murray and he is ridiculously athletic <laughs> yeah. and, and, and got away from Chase Young. But like Chase Young is already, I think, their best defensive player. Uh, and I mean, the secondary is a disaster, but yeah, that's a lot. That says a lot for the front <laughs> hey. seven. Yeah. It, it, it's a, like John Allen, I would say, is their second best defensive player. And like mm-hmm. John Allen's a stud, and like yep. Jerome Payne's a very good player, and Ryan Kerrigan's still a really good player. Yep. Um, but yeah, Ch- like Chase Young, like the vibe that I had watching this game is like Chase Young is already like, like almost like the vocal leader, too. That's pretty cool. Like, I don't know. He's really just like, he's must watch television. He'll, he'll um, be on in the, at the spot a lot this year. Yeah. And uh, hopefully. My next guy won't be at this spot a lot, but I'm just going to transition right into my worst rookie because he's a fellow Ohio State alum. Jeff Okuda mm. had about as bad a rookie debut. He he was out week one, yep. but he had as, about as bad a rookie debut as you could have at, at corner against the Packers. Um now he, that's that's a he, tough assignment for Jeff Okuda. I'll, I'll save I'll save his ass a little bit, but go ahead. If Marquez Valdez Scantling could catch, <laughs> it would have been a lot worse day. Let me tell you that. Uh, so it, it wasn't like he was just matched up with uh, Adams. Devontae Adams. Like Devo- De- Devontae Adams. I saw, I saw the one. one route. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I think you, you saw what I'm about to talk about. It, yeah. He just put him in a spin cycle. Um, it, was, it was hard not to laugh at. It was like like uh, Okuda. I, sorry to, to jump on you, but like on that on that play, just like Okuda looked like hesitant and we didn't like okuda yes. seemed like he had yes, all the okay, swagger okay. in the world at ohio it, state it, right? it was and i'm glad you said that because it was that throughout the game mm. i think he was just kind of nervous matching up with Devonte adams because yeah. that, like that was he 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 looked hesitant he looked like jittery almost at times pre-snap um and then with marquez valdez scantling he was just getting beat deep by him like yeah. consistently uh, and, and then uh, a few times, I, I want to say two or three times, they'd run drag routes with MBS, um, and he'd just get lost trying to sift through the traffic. Yeah, that sucks. I, 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 like, and, I think he's going to bounce back, obviously. I it's his too, first game obviously. ever, and he's coming off an injury. But it, yeah, and and he's immediately... He was immediately thrown into being corner one. Yeah, on a on a on a bad Lions team. It's just I'm surprised that he he came out and looked like you said, jittery and hesitant. Like that just, I, yeah. Like, like he if, looked like a rookie. Yeah. Like if, if, if you're telling me like, uh, you know, last week though, Kuda's going to have a really bad game next week. I would have thought, all right, you know, Adam's got him. That's fine. Nothing wrong with that. But maybe trying to bite on routes and trying to do too much. So yeah, the opposite yeah, yeah, way yeah. kind of surprises me. Yeah. Uh, who's your worst rookie? Hey, I got a long list for like underwhelming. Actually only one guy underwhelming, but a long list for like, uh, needs to step it up. 
But I dipped into your game here uh, and stuck at the corner position. So mad. If it's Michael Jamudia, I'm so mad. It's Michael Jamudia. <laughs> he was he was <laughs> terrible. <laughs> I I I, uh, I kind of felt bad. Like I thought about putting him here. He was but pretty I good week Okuda one. Just. Well, I, I ended up putting Jeff Okuda here instead of him just because yeah. I had high expectations for Okuda. Yeah. Where it's like Ojemudia was thrown into the fire, so yeah. I, I think I I put him not ready to play. Um, <laughs> but 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 so, yeah, it was clear the the Steelers plan, game plan to attack him. Yeah, so he gave up the what was eighty four yard touchdown to Claypool. Yes, he had, he had no shot. Uh, gave up another touchdown. Had the dropped interception in the end zone. Uh, I think and he, he got had, beat on that play, and Ben just threw it to him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and dropped it. Um, gave up a shit ton of yards. It was just a rough, yeah. rough game. And again, like you well, just said, I, it's not like he's supposed to be a world burner immediately. Kind of just got tossed into the whole flame here. And like it, last year at Iowa, like I just didn't think he would be starting as a rookie, let alone week one, week <laughs> right. two, with a bad training camp. You know, the tr- fucking bullshit. But uh, again, he had a pretty good week last week, and. Uh, just, just all fall apart this week. Well, rookie corners, I think, have just been outside of like C.J. Henderson, Lucharius Sneed. It's been a bad start to the season for most rookie corners. Yeah, I, I mean, I got one more. Out like, of I've got more to, I've got more to talk about. I do too. too. So. I, I got one to praise though. So that's, okay. Yeah. Oh, I do too. Um, you already. Who was your primetime star? Jedrick Wills, and I mean, it could be yeah. Joe Burrow, but I thought Wills. I put. Him. I just. I just put them both so I could pick who you didn't. So I will Smart. pick Joe Burrow. We already talked about them all. Um, jumping to underwhelming performance. You said you, you have more than a few? I got one here, but I got a, a good amount for uh, need to step it up. And uh, corners, Rob, corners. Um, so I, I kind of I went back and forth which one to put for here, but I put Trevon Diggs for underwhelming. Uh, oh, okay. Had a strong week one, and, like, this wasn't a bad game. That's why I kind of like, okay, I'll, I'll put him here to then uh, need to step it up because he had two dropped interceptions. Both of them were on deep routes to Calvin Ridley, who, at first of all, Calvin Ridley's probably been the best wide receiver in the league through the first two weeks of the season. Uh, but Chase Claypool says otherwise. <laughs> first of all, well, Ridley's a hit for us, so, like, we could, we could say that. Um, yeah, but, like, like – Great position and deep routes and Ridley's on fire, just two drop picks. So, like, that kind of sucks. But then also got called for a hold on Julio Jones. Uh, it would have been a touchdown. Uh, got beat on that Russell Gage to Julio trick play that was, you know, that, that Julio dropped that should have been a touchdown. Um, Ridley got him a few more times again, but uh, Ridley is a fucking stud. So, like, all those yeah. things put together. Like, he was so close to having – he could have been rookie of the week. All those things just flipped and it, it, it stunk on him. But I will say he looked he looked good coming towards the line of scrimmage, tackled really well, uh, played the run pretty well. So all those things are promising, especially for. Dave. And he did that last week too. Yeah, so I think like overall a solid first two weeks, and like all things considered, that Cowboys secondary is a fucking disaster. Daryl Worley, why is he playing? He's just getting fucking destroyed. Um, so all things considered, it's like it was so close to being a great performance. Uh, it, it just kind of all fell apart for him. Um, I am going to pick a group of players okay. for my underwhelming performance. <laughs> you, you love being mean to multiple guys. I like it. Yeah. I'm trying to shit on as many guys as I can in, <laughs> in an hour. Okay. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to put, uh, rookie running backs in okay. general. All right. All, except I've got for, a couple names. My guy. Yeah. But go on. Who? DJ Dallas? James Robinson, baby. 
Oh, yeah, sorry. I, well, he's going to end up being the UDFA of the week every week, I think. <laughs> I know. He's way for it, Rob. Don't spoil anything. Sorry. Um, so, <laughs> I, p- I put underwhelming performance, uh, a, a group of running backs, because for the most part, the rookie running backs who I saw play this week, yeah, just, it, it what like, it started, like, just Clyde Edwards-Hilaire obviously had a great week one. Not a terrific week two. Um yeah. Kind of lacked explosive plays. He got him more involved in the passing game, but mm-hmm. he, again, didn't create a ton for himself. And, and it was against a really good Chargers defense. Yeah. So that kind of set the pace of this guy's the best of the rookies, and, and he had a tough week um, against the Chargers. And then uh, going to the Colts-Vikings game, mm-hmm. Jonathan Taylor topped 100 yards, but I did not find it to be an impressive week. And I, I thought he was pretty inconsistent last week as well. Yeah. Um. So he only he had a ton of carries. It's like 20, twenty twenty seven carries, I think. Yeah, he only averaged three point nine a carry, and it, it was a like it, he just both weeks I've thought he has not um shown good vision, and, and and like the Colts offensive line played a good game, and and that's a uh like Anthony Barr was left the game, and Daniel Hunter wasn't playing, and. Um, and the he, he suck, like yeah. the the other thing was when Jordan Wilkins went in. Jordan Wilkins had <laughs> a couple more, like a couple explosive run plays, and more so than Jonathan Taylor, who was just like picking up four yards and falling over. And he, I, I just thought he wasn't really breaking anything. And I'm sure he will find his his kind of sweet spot soon because he's just such a freak. Mm-hmm. But. I, I, I don't know. Maybe it's part of there was just really high expectations with him yeah. um, and, and behind that Colts O-line. And, and with Marlon Mack out, you just kind of expected it to be flawless. But uh, So I was kind of underwhelmed there. Uh, I thought Zach Moss was like not overly impressive against the Dolphins. The Dolphins' defensive line actually played a pretty good game. I, I thought Devon Godchow and Christian Wilkins looked really good up front. Wil- Wilkins had a really good start to the season. Yeah, no, he, he looks legit. Uh, and, and then the the other two played against each other, AJ Dillon and, and DeAndre Swift. Dillon like doesn't play, he's, why, like but, which but why makes would he? sense exactly. Yeah. Aaron Jones had over two hundred total yards, and, and Jamal Williams is just such a steady backup J- running back. Jamal Williams great looked, pass protection. Yeah, he's looked really solid to start the year. He looked more spry. He, uh, and Aaron Jones, he, he's been a very one of the best backs. Yeah. Yeah, so they put AJ Dillon in near the end of the game, and he was just like smashing into the offensive line, like. <laughs> It, 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 trying to be a hammer, but not a lot going for him. And then with Swift, they they get him really involved in the passing game, which is obviously a plus. Yeah. But on, on the ground, he he really struggled. Um, he had like five carries, honestly, ten yards, or something like that. Yeah, yeah, and the twelve yards, two point four pop. Yeah. The Lions' offensive line didn't play a bad game against a pretty strong Packers front. They were getting yeah. a lot of movement early, and I, I just thought Swift. I guess overall. I think what I mentioned five running backs in, in, in totality. <laughs> yeah, the, like there was just a lack of explosive plays, and, and that kind of underwhelmed me. And except for James Robinson, but we'll get there later, baby. Yes. <laughs> uh, uh, looks looks like a hit. I'm gonna keep it simple for for our top one, Rob. CD Lamb. Um, okay. Nice. Both of our top receivers. Uh, he he looked great this week. Six catches, one oh six. Get all, getting a lot done after the catch. I think he averaged like 9.7 yards a yak per reception. 
he looked like CD Lamb, which is awesome. Uh, obviously, the Cowboys had the amazing comeback. He, he had multiple big plays to kind of ensure that uh, in the fourth. I, I, I'm like again, he was like it wasn't like he was bad week one, but this looked like CD Lamb, and if I think he can keep this up, he looks like he looks like. He, first of all, obviously, I'm not surprised, but he looks like he really belongs on an NFL field. But like, he looks just as fast on an NFL field as he did in Oklahoma. Like, I, I think, uh, yeah, I think he looks great. He looks like a stud. Maybe like. It's funny because it's like he's doing a lot of yards after the catch, but it's a lot just with speed. And like I, Lamb's gonna start incorporating, like, you know, making guys miss and being a powerful because he's you know we know he's a strong dude. Uh, so yeah, like, he he just looked really good this week. Uh, I we already talked about Antoine Winfield Jr. I put him here again. Yeah. Um, and then I also put Justin Herbert just because I, I yeah. for him to come in and be that good right away, I was pretty impressed. Uh, looks like a miss. Sorry, I'll throw one more hit in because. Oh, okay. Because I didn't know where to put him, and he's been absolutely awesome over the first two weeks. Jalen Johnson. Like, I don't know if I want to call him as a hit for me. I had him, like, 50-ish on his on my board, and he went in the 50s. Like, it's like it's not a miss, but it's not a, like, oh, my God, I killed it. Uh, but, man, it, it's it's not like it's been – like, you know, he had the big PBUs last week, and I think he only had, like, one mm-hmm. this week against the Giants. Yeah. Um, but he's just sticky as hell, man. And you mentioned Okuda kind of looking nervous, and a lot of these guys have – uh, he looks. John- yeah, go ahead. I was just gonna say Johnson was such a dog at Utah. That's one of my favorite things about him. He looks so comfortable out there. Like even just yeah. watching him, he's a confident dude. Yeah, just watching him, like on like, just, even when it's not the ball's not going to him, he he looks like he's got a real good feel for the game early in his career, and that that's been huge. And Fuller's been great opposite of him, and obviously the Bears are two and zero. That that's been huge. So um, I think he's C.J. Henderson. Also, him and C.J. Henderson have been the best two rookie corners through the first two weeks. Legereus Sneed in the third. And Legereus Sneed, yeah. And, like, Fulton was all right this week, but nothing to hammer home about. Um, I'll throw two linebackers who are looking like a miss. Uh-oh. Isaiah Simmons can't get on the field. <laughs> okay, I got seven snaps, Rob. What the fuck is going on? <laughs> well, he – they. I mean, last week Shanahan targeted him, and he got yeah. exposed. And then this, this week – I'm, I'm watching the game. I'm like, where the fuck is Isaiah Simmons? Like, what's what's going on here? Like, yeah, Jordan Hicks is nice. Um, Devondre Campbell is big. <laughs> what, let's get Isaiah Simmons maybe in some sub packages at least. But no, like he just they did not put him on the field, and that's kind of scary. Um, and it's Washington. Just, like it's it's not like you're yeah. And, and, and just like you'd think, at some point, sub packages with his athleticism, maybe maybe get something um, where, where he's going to match up with Logan Thomas at tight end, <laughs> big threat, and like they just not to play him was that just makes me think they don't trust him, and that's, that's kind of scary consi- considering like like Jordan Hicks is good, but Devondre Campbell's not. Like I don't know, <laughs> I I just I was very disappointed, and I also put Kenneth Murray. I thought he was pretty not impressive week one, and yeah. Against the Chiefs again, I I mean he, I don't know he he's the type of linebacker who the, through two games I'm getting the vibe that he's gonna rack up a lot of tackles, mm. but that's not necessarily a good thing. Like, you <laughs> yeah, know what I mean? He, he hasn't been great like, in coverage or anything. No, and that was the big worry about him coming out. And I, I, I'm I'm like he's been playing a lot, and the Drew Tranquil injury, yeah, really is gonna make him have to play a lot, and, and that's just concerning. Uh, I'll go with a positive spin for one of my guys. Uh, Jonah Jackson. Again, I dipped into your game here, though, Rob. Looks like a miss? Uh, for a positive way. I was too low on him is what I'm saying. 
Oh, yeah, yeah. sorry. I was like, what? I, I was going to go off because I thought Jonah Jackson was great. This yeah, exactly. Exactly. It was great. I had him like, like I, I don't know what I was doing. I think I overthought him a bit. I remember when we talked about him, like, like I thought he'd be I good. Jonah Jackson. I know. First of all, I loved him in the summer, and then I overthought him in the spring. It was just, I it's don't know. because he, he, left, he left Rutgers for the Ohio State, <laughs> and then you were out. It's, it's a good point. I think maybe that's what happened. Um, but, yeah, I, I had him too low. I think I'm, I'm like 110, and he went 75, and he should have gone higher than that. He just looks like he's going to be a stalwart for a long, long time. He, I could not believe how competent he was in pass protection when Zadarius Smith was getting up against him. Mm-hmm. And yeah. he, uh, in the run game, like, his ability, like, getting in on double teams against Kenny Clark and, like, legitimately moving him, I was really impressed with Jonah Jackson yeah. this week. So, that, yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. Uh, is that it for you? Yeah, that's it. I, yeah, I, Simmons was my second guy, yeah. Go, uh, stepping it up. Step it up. I got a long list here. Uh, oh, God. <laughs> maybe, maybe, I'll, maybe I'll skip the ones that I dipped into your game. Uh, just one. Uh, okay, this is I'm not. I'm just gonna do alphabetical here. Up, uh, Damon oh, Arnett. <laughs> he struggled again, man. He got he got benched. Feels for like a, a bit. cheat. I just didn't put him anywhere because it felt like a cheat. Okay, don't worry. I'll go through quick because I have so many. Yeah, he got benched for a bit and then you know gave up a decent amount of catches. He's a good tackler. Yeah, he got worked by Trey Quinn though, and then uh, got called for the hole. Trey still- Quinn. That's a hit for me. So Trey, Trey Quan. Oh, Trey Quan. Wow, Trey Quinn. That's Freudian slip. Trey Quan. Oh, I, I know. Smith. I got really excited. Sorry. Uh, next year it's gonna be Trey tr- <laughs> <laughs> Quinn. Uh, yeah, call for the hole. I mean, it's just like the why I put him here is because they're two and zero. They might be playing main- meaningful football down the stretch. Uh, they need him. They need him. Um, you you go with your guys, and I'll, I'll hit you a couple more. I dipped into. I only put two, but I dipped into one of your games for it. So I'll wait and see if you say him. But uh, I'll, I'll throw Jeff Gladney into it. Uh, last week it was Cam Dantzler who, yeah. who struggled for the Vikings at corner. This week I thought Jeff Gladney had a hard time, he especially did. when matched matched up against uh, bigger bodies. He he had a tough time getting to the football. Um, actually, on on one play where it, it seemed like he was he, he he did a good job in coverage. Actually, Philip Rivers just threw a bad ball, and it, it probably could have been a touchdown if he had thrown it inside instead of outside. Mm. Um, yeah, I don't know. The the having that much youth in your secondary at corner, yeah. and having to rely on those guys to instantly match up, like Holton Hill might be their worst corner. He is. Yeah, he is. Yeah, like he. Oof, if Ty Hilton could catch. Holton Hill had a bad day. Um, uh, but yeah, so Je- Jeff Gladney really struggled. I thought. I mean, it, it sucks for me that I had him as my start the rook last week, and then he gets torched. But shows that Zim listens to the show, so I respect that. Um. Okay, I'll, I'll go with Derek Brown here. Um, okay, that was my other one. Absolute non-factor, man. I, I don't know what's going on. He had, like, two penalties that gave up first downs, well, I think, Remember too. I was telling you that last week with him, too? And then I, I like, I, 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 so it wasn't my game last week, but I, I dipped in. I looked, and, like, you're right, but, like, you know, he was flashing the heavy hands and moving guys a bit, but just not making plays. And this week was even worse. It, it kind of looks like he's, like, playing high all the time, too, and, like, mm-hmm. I don't think he got on the stat sheet. Uh, it was just, a, it was nothing, man. I'm telling I, you, Bravion Roy is a bigger factor. <laughs> um, Bravion Roy plays a lot, eh? Yeah, I don't know why, but uh, I respect him. Well, that's because there's nobody there's else. Nothing, yeah, there's nothing there. Uh, Phil still trusts him. Okay, here, I'll ask you. But I won't say this one definitely. I'll ask you because this is your game. How about Noah Igbenogany? Yeah, I've got him for not ready to play. Okay, all right, we'll save him. Because to 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 me needs to step it up is like this guy probably has to play. Yeah, yeah. 
for sure. And, and, and no, no, I, I mean, it was because of Byron Jones' injury, but exactly. Fuck. We'll get there in a sec. Yeah, uh, okay. One more. Again, this one's not on him. It's just the Eagles' offense has been fucking garbage. They just need someone to start making plays, wake up the offense, and Jalen Rager could be that guy. He had like four for forty-one, uh, dropped. I think had had one drop that was he just got lit up on it and got flagged on the goal line. I think he had another one too. It, like again, this isn't on Rager. It's not like he's been bad. It's just they got to figure out a way to get him more involved. They got to wake that fucking and, offense up. And with him, he's a guy who we know coming at TCU when the ball's in his hands, he can be a dynamic yeah. playmaker. So he's just got to break one eventually. They use them on uh, like, like a like a quick screens. They're trying to a little bit, but it's just not working. Yeah. All right, I'll, I'll transition into why Noah I is not ready to play. <laughs> yeah. Byron Jones goes down early for the Dolphins. Noah I is thrown into the fire against Stephon Diggs, and Brian Dable and Josh Allen immediately just took advantage of that. Uh, I think he ended up giving up 11, uh, 11 for like 135 in totality. I, I, I got it, yeah. Seven completions on 11 targets for 145 yards and two touchdowns. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Puff. Um <laughs> But, yeah, no, he just – I mean, it's a bad situation to throw a corner who you know has a lot of talent but is very raw to throw yes. him in against one of the best best route runners in the league in Stephon Diggs in, against what has become one of the best offenses in the league already. Uh, it, it's tough. And <laughs> I thought I thought at Auburn he really struggled to locate and make plays on balls, and that was happening in this game. Yeah, exactly. Um. And then he also got ran over by Devin Singletary, I think it was. <laughs> like, you, you didn't need to rub salt in the mood. I know. It's, but, again, you're right. It's a not ready to play because yeah. we knew – like neither of us had him as a first-round guy, and we knew that he shouldn't be playing early in his career. And yeah. On the bright side, Austin Jackson does look more competent than anyone I, expected. I told you. Eh? Like, he's looking good. Um, well, yeah. I, I'm going to be mean with mine, too. Going to go <laughs> – on the offensive line. First of all, uh, fuck it, I'll throw Terrence Steele again. He still struggled. Like, just... He's an undrafted rookie. I know. I'm not, bl- I'm not blaming him, but he's starting at right tackle. So, I mean... I know. I know. Overall, it was probably a better game than last week, but it was just a lot of mental mistakes and stuff. Uh, this also, not his fault at all. John Simpson uh, had to go in when Richie Incognito went down. Um, honestly, I-, I thought, like, for a guy who's walking in um, <laughs> into the middle of a game where he's- he hasn't prepped at all, I thought like he held his own a little bit, and then you know Onyemata just walked him back in one snap before the half, and he almost sacked Carr. Um, like it's just he's not ready, and like there was some bright spots, and there was some to it. I just thought like when the whole Raiders off the line looked great, uh, and you know even late in the game moving guys, it was always to the right side, and Simpson was playing left guard, and just you know not a bad game. It just it just not not ready. Yeah, fair. No, that that uh, that makes sense. And you know what? I think Damian Lewis also isn't ready to play. Okay, let's. This is a good debate. Let, let, me, let me walk you through. Let me, the the issue is he's fantastic in the run game. Yes, and a complete yeah. liability in pass protection and yeah. getting flagged way too much. Three three holding calls, uh, and there's been like no holding calls in the NFL. They're, I think they're they're <laughs> trying to save him, but he's got three of them, baby. So like I'm glad you brought him up because he should be talked about, but it's like I don't know where to fit him. Uh, yeah, he's like he's been I, amazing I, I don't against even, the run. Th- uh, that's why I don't even know if this is the right category to place him. I just yeah. wanted to bring that up is because he's been one of the best I think rookie linemen as a run blocker. Yeah, and probably the worst in pass protection. Yep, correct. Yeah, 
<laughs> Which, I mean, that was kind of the fear with him coming out. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, and the Seahawks are like, hey, we only run the ball, baby, so it doesn't matter. But wrong. Russell's yeah. cooking now. It's funny, though. Like, it's like overall, I, I think you got to be happy with how he's yeah. been. Yeah, no, I think so. I think so, too. But it, that's weird to say because he's been really bad at pass blocking. But uh, I, I think you got to be because he, he knew he was a run mauler and he came out and he's been awesome at it. He's been like, yeah, him and Becton might be the top two, which is off the top of my head. And, run, run blockers, yeah. Yeah, run blockers, yeah. Anyways. Uh, best day three rookie. <laughs> It's gotta be Legarius Sneed again, baby. I gotta keep giving him credit I, until until he doesn't do he, it. He's awesome. Yeah, he's, man. He's legit. He's their best corner. <laughs> I mean, you're right, but it's not saying that much right now. But like, again, he had the interception. But like, he's good. Right? Yeah, he's been good. And like, like he didn't get worked by Allen or Williams. Like, that's a huge win, man. No, it's a huge win. Um, I'm sure we'll talk about him here more more than just the first two weeks, even. Yeah, agreed. Uh, let me throw two guards out. Solomon Kinley on the Dolphins mm-hmm. and Kevin Dotson on the Steelers. Yeah, I knew you were going to hit these two, so I'm, I'm glad. Uh, Kinley is just a motherfucker. Like, <laughs> he was, he's a tone setter. He's kind of giving me the same vibes as Damian Lewis almost, where, like, yeah. you can see, like, he is a, almost like the day three version of Damian Lewis. <laughs> yeah. Um, he's just a fucking mauler and, and just a son of a bitch who's setting the tone. He is so aggressive in pass protection. I love it, and sometimes it doesn't work out because of that. But he's just—he's looking to kill the the guy lined up in front of him. And I think he, on a Dolphins offensive line that is really young, like he to me stood out the most. It, it's young and, and full of high draft picks, and he stood out the most mm-hmm, for sure. And uh, uh, go ahead. Yeah. And then with Dotson, obviously due due to injury, he was forced to start. Uh, this week against the Broncos, and it was like, if you if I if 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 you were watching this game and I didn't tell you Kevin Dotson was starting, you would have just assumed it, it was Matt Filer or or <laughs> fucking Ramon Foster because that's who he reminds me of already. Yeah. Um, he's just really steady and moving moved pretty damn well in space when when asked to, and just kind of uh, very aggressive, which we knew about him. Uh, and Ben Roethlisberger gave him the game ball because his dad's a Steelers fan. Friendship. Wow, that's awesome. Uh, yeah. Okay, I, I don't even know if I should bring him up because Twitter's doing it enough. Uh, but Darnell Mooney is good. I, I, we talked about it before the show. Maybe a little too much on on Twitter because I think a lot of people just have stock in him. But I mean, for a guy that that is a day three guy, and he's like, he, he was better than Anthony Miller in this game. He's he's getting a lot of looks. Uh, three catches, thirty six, and a touchdown. They flash him on jet, jet motion a couple times. Um, he's been good. He's been really good. And uh, maybe pump the brakes on uh, on Twitter a bit. Uh, I love Darnell Mooney. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's just everyone likes him, so they're hyping him. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. Just like Mitch Trubisky, uh, and he's back, baby. Best UDFA rookie for me. <laughs> I didn't get the Jags game, so I couldn't put James Robinson. But I got Rodrigo Blankenship to make it two for two on going <laughs> specialists for my best UDFA. I, I respect that. That's great. He he was actually good. So you know, speaking of specialists, they uh, why did the Panthers run a fake fake fucking punt to Jeremy Chin? It was sick. that was like, super. That was like Matt Rule thinking he was playing against like Iowa State. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Just let Charlton punt, baby. Uh, but yeah, I I picked James Robinson. He's a goddamn stud. Sixteen carries, one hundred two yards, had a touchdown, caught the ball a couple more times. Uh, Sixty eight of his yards were after contact. It's like good burst up the middle. 
Tans looks solid. He's built strong. He's breaking tackles. He's making himself small between the tackles. Uh, like, bursting. Like, he's doing a lot of damage just in between the guards, man. And he's good. He's good. And maybe don't draft running backs anymore. Or just listen to AJ. You got two options, I think. Hell yeah. <laughs> uh, rookie who flashed. I got a, I got a long list. Maybe I'll just quit. Uh, keep, keep on listening to AJ because I have Michael Wendy pretty high. And it's fun how they use him, man. Like, Played some more of that jumbo in the jumbo thing as the tight end. Uh, I think he lined up in the backfield even a couple times, if, if my memory serves. Uh, but then down the stretch, they put him full-time at right tackle. And, like, he looked pretty good. I don't think he gave up any pressures. Not saying that much because the Seahawks don't have a pass rush. Uh, but it's still an NFL front seven, I guess. Um, but, yeah, oh, no, when he looked good. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. He, he's been one of the randomly more fun uh rookies to this point i know i mean it, it makes a lot of sense i mean but they, they drafted him not thinking that cam newton would be or maybe they did bill's a genius but it just fit in perfectly to, to go to this fucking power qb uh qb power fucking scheme all the time it's sick um i had jonah jackson here you already mentioned him so i'll go with kj hamler um yeah. he he only he had four touches uh one one carry three catches for uh, 57 yards, but, like, the speed was noticeable. Um, his smoothness as a route runner really stood out, and I think if Drew Locke didn't get hurt, he would have had a much better day against mm-hmm. Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. Like, him him, and him and, and it sucks because Sutton tore his ACL because yeah. those three look like the perfect trio together. Yeah, I know. It really sucks. Like, how Denver went from, like, oh, this can be really fun, and then we saw, you know, all these injuries come out. It, it sucks. Um, I just want to mention Shea Song quick. He had his first sack. Uh, it was interesting. Like it's not consistent, but the sack looked good. Like he just kind of was too quick between Luan and Saffold. Uh, kind of swiped Saffold's hands, got home. So that was cool. But the Jag I really want to talk about again, Lavisca Chano, man. I, it's so much fun how they're using him. He had three catches. Uh, looked good. Looked good after the catch, lowering his shoulder. And then they gave him five carries. He had 37 yards on those. Four of them just out of the backfield, you know, um, outside zone sweeps, whatever. Uh, and then he's got a, he got an end around, and he got 10 yards on it. Like, he's just – he runs hard. He, he's good with the ball in his hands. And then even catching the football, he looked good. A sideline catch. Another where he had to go and get it off the grass. Um, Shout out to Jay Gruden for using him in fun ways. I know. I'm Honestly, I'm surprised that he is. Uh, but I'm glad that he is. Quick, one more shout-out. Gabe, Gabe Davis's touchdown catch was awesome. I'll say that. That's it. Yeah, it was. It was. That's a good point. Uh, my out-of-nowhere rook is uh, Colt safety Julian Blackman, who came oh. in when Malik Hooker got hurt Yeah. and instantly had two pass breakups, one on just a perfectly timed hit on the receiver, and then the other, um, he came across the field uh, showing off some big range, got, got under the receiver, tip ball to Xavier Rhodes for a pick. I think it was Xavier Rhodes. Um, but, yeah, so two two pass breakups, one led to a pick. It was pretty sweet. It seems like if the Colts draft a DB that I like, which isn't too often, it doesn't it doesn't work out like I think. But when they draft a, draft a DB that I don't like, uh, it works. So, I don't know, just keep Car- going against Kari me. Willis and Julian Blackman, the yeah. breaking draft Twitter yeah. one day yeah. at a time. Yeah, I didn't like either of them. Um, I'll throw it to you for out of nowhere. Uh, this one's for you, Mike Dana. Four, four tackles in a sack in this game. It was he not, legit plays, eh? Yeah, it like wasn't anything special, but he's, he's out there holding his own. 
Told you, he's going to cover a 10-year career as a backup edge. <laughs> and one more. This one's also for you. How about Freddie Swain getting his first career touchdown, baby? <laughs> it was easy Thank as you. fuck on the match there, but, uh, I mean, hell, good for him, man. Um, Start the Rook, who you got? I got a couple. Uh, first of all and foremost, got to reiterate, Justin Herbert. I mean, come on. Uh, second of all, <laughs> let's I'm going to go back to old Fred Johnson. Why not throw Hakeem Adeniji in there? He cannot be worse That's a good than one. Fred That's a really Johnson. good one. He can't be worse. There's, there's no way he's worse. And I'll, I'll throw one more. This is more because I, I want to talk about Andrew Thomas. Uh, struggled this week, but he's still probably the best player on the offensive line. Let's see what Matt Pert can do at right tackle. I think we mentioned this last week. Even if it's just for a few series a game, you don't have to throw him in full time. Uh, we love Matt Pert. Can't be worse than Fleming. So, I mean... That's yeah. That's those are my three. <laughs> Fleming is like the worst starting right tackle in the league, not named Terrence Steele. Yeah, and not the, named Bobby Hart. <laughs> that whole offensive line was. I think shit. we've we've mentioned Fleming and Hart on both shows. on both shows. And we'll keep so the we'll keep that alive. rolling. Yeah. Well, yes. Um, I will go. I, I got two. Uh, Chase Claypool. Yeah. Start him over James Washington because James Washington. <laughs> I, I like like. I, sorry, I don't like James Washington. We, like, we know he, that. Like yeah. he's very, he's very just doesn't stand out. Like every once in a while, he makes a wild catch. But like yeah. Chase Claypool is so much more upside as your deep man and contested catch guy. Like that's what he's meant to do. You know, we saw that speed yeah. when you get the one on one with uh, Ojemudie, and, and especially because like obviously everyone knows what Juju is and Deontay Johnson. If he can clean up the drops, has looked really and, good. And the fumbles, and, yeah. Yeah, and, and like to have Claypool is just that height, weight, speed monster. It, exactly, it just provides a different type of threat yeah, for them. That, so I, I think start him. That's exactly what I was gonna say. It's like James Washington is all right, but like he doesn't add anything that Juju or John or Deontay Johnson doesn't do. Right, and he's playing like the his the role he's supposed to be playing is exactly what Chase Claypool <laughs> does the best. And yeah, he's uh, huge and fast. Yeah, go fucking play him. My my other one, Antonio Gibson. Okay. Uh, Washington outside Terry McLaurin has like nothing, um, and, and Gibson's in kind of the timeshare backfield, and he's clearly the best back. And although he's new to playing running back, he like looked pretty solid. I know it's not a good Cardinals he defense, did. but he looked he looked good. Yeah. And I I think get him more involved and get him more involved as a pass catching yak guy, and, and so I think just kind of, uh, just I don't know, start the rook, don't start the rook, just get him more usage. Yeah, I like that. I- Imagine putting J.D. McKissick and uh, Antonio Gibson on the field together. Both can catch the ball, baby. It'd be sick. That, that's the other. Like, J.D. McKissick looks solid, but yeah. he's, like, obviously not a one. So, like, if you <laughs> get Gibson's usage up and, and, and just have those two play, you don't need to rotate Peyton Barber in. It's fine. And, and see what you got there. But, I mean, it'd be fun because you don't, like, you know, like, some teams when they put in – you know, their satellite guy, you know it's a passing play. <laughs> you know it might be a screen to him or whatever. But if you just got two guys that can catch the football, great. And, like, when you don't have a stud running back, why not run roll like that? You know what I mean? Both of them, college-wide receivers, pretty weird. Yeah, I like J.D. McKissick's carved out a nice little career He's for a f- himself. Fun, fun player. Yeah, fun I'm player. And you know what else you're happy for, AJ? 2020. <laughs> Um, it's you almost over, keep yeah. tell- No, you keep telling me this has been the best oh. year of your life. <laughs> that, off the show, yeah. I keep saying that to you. You're always saying, things keep happening to me, best year ever. I got stung uh, by a bee yesterday. 
Yeah, and you're, you're, I love you it. fucking loved it. I'd rather feel pain than nothing at all, than nothing at all, Rob. Ooh. And uh, <laughs> and you said to me the number one reason 2020 has been the best year of your life was Manscaped. That's correct. Because um, they hooked you up with the Manscaped Lawnmower 3.0. And it's a premium electric trimmer that's designed to give you a confidence boost through body image. Their ceramic blade and skin safe technology are designed to reduce nicks or tugs on your fellas down low. The Lawnmower 3.0 is also waterproof and comes with an LED light so you can manscape in the shower in the dark or in a dark shower. Like Whatever floats your boat. They also just released their Shears 2.0 nail kit, which is the perfect add-on to their Lawnmower 3.0 trimmer. The Shears 2.0 is a luxury four-piece nail kit featuring tempered stainless steel tools, and it includes tip tweezers, rounded point scissors, fingernail clippers, and a medium grit nail file. The Shears 2.0 nail kit allows you to pluck your eyebrows and trim your nails in style. On their website, you'll also find the Crop Preserver, an anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer. This will help you tame that summer swamp ass with the natural hydrators and antioxidants. You'll also find the Crop Reviver, a testy toner that's like having cologne that is designed for your balls. We won't judge you if we catch you sniffing yourself. Go to manscaped.com and check out some of their life-changing products. In fact, listeners of the show will get 20% off and free shipping with the code armchair at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. Use the code armchair. It's time to grab 2020 by the horns by shaving that front trunk. And... AJ, yep. Both of us made money last week on BetOnline.ag, going nine and seven against the spread, and so we want our listeners to cash in too. So head to BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbook experts and the presenter of our week three picks uh, on the season. We have the same record. It's been weird. We're not seventeen. Yeah, it's not like we're picking the same way either. No, it's just weird. 17-14-1. Uh, we're starting Thursday Night Football. Battle in, a battle in Florida. AJ's two favorite towns. Miami Dolphins at Jacksonville Jaguars. Jags two and a half point favorites. AJ, what say you? I, uh, I don't know. I'm not confident about either side, but the Jags will look better than the Dolphins. I know the Dolphins kind of came back and threatened the old Bills. Josh Allen too much for you, though. The, the best quarterback in the league. Uh Unironically, he's been so good. I wish we could talk about him. But anyways, I'm going to uh, take the Jags because I, I, I'm surprised. Like, I shouldn't be surprised because I like Minshew. But that offense, that offense and this team overall have been uh, fun to watch the first two weeks. I'm just going to take the Jacksonville's. DJ Chark's going to put on a show against Noah I. Oh, I'm fuck. taking the Jags. <laughs> yeah, Chanel's going to run over Noah I, baby. It's, it's going to be a fun game for seeing getting eyes on rookies, though. Eh? Let's yeah. see some Shazam versus Austin Jackson, perhaps. You know what I kind of respect? That the, the other two night games this week are fucking amazing, and then we get this one on Thursday. But, like, it's a, like I'm glad we've got this. Like, otherwise, <laughs> yeah, I mean, at least there's rookies. For us, if there's if it's a bad game, at least there's rookies. Like, the Monday Nighter I kind of didn't enjoy watching, even though it was, like, an okay game, to be honest. Speaking of the Monday night game, on to the 1 p.m.s where we've got the Raiders 2-0 at New England. Uh, Patriots six-point favorites. I will be taking the Patriots because Cam Newton is, is God. He looks, awesome. Um, he looks awesome, man. He looks this, as good as MVP best, Cam. Yeah. But, like, his, his – I think he went four for four on 20-plus yard throws. He's got garbage receivers, but – Julian Edelman's like dying on the field, but Cam's putting balls perfectly outside of that one interception on uh, on the outside throw. Yep. He was perfect, I thought, against uh, Seattle. Pretty much, man. And uh, 
It's funny that that's Edel, that was Edelman's highest career yard mortgage. Um, oh, yeah, I love that. That's weird. Um, yeah, he, he he hasn't thrown that ball, uh, the balls that, that well since his fucking MVP year, and he might be throwing it better. Um, I know it's only two weeks, but, yeah. I also can't pick against that. I'm taking the Patriots at home. Okay, Rams uh, at Bills. A battle of undefeateds. Yeah. Bills two-and-a-half-point favorites at home. I went back and forth. But I love the Bills in eighth round, so give me the Bills. Uh, if if the Bills defense, because uh, Edmonds was out, Milano was out this week. Yeah, they got to get healthy um, because Sean McVay's cooking again. I'm not going to say it, it's Jergoff, but Jergoff is good. But it's all McVay. Um, but Shut man, <laughs> the fucking Bills offense has been amazing. Oh, quick interjection: Is Brian Dable a head coach next year? It, it's starting to feel no. a bit like it, right? Okay. I'm, I'm gonna say no. It's too early to say. That's fine. That's fair. It is too early to say. But he's he's. he's I don't know. Greg him. Roman couldn't do it last year. That's true. That's so. true. Uh, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I'm, I'm gonna take the, the Rams though. I'm taking the Bills. You're okay. taking the Bills. I'm taking the Rams. Uh, Brendan Steely's actually surprisingly got this defense playing pretty well. Yep. I'm excited to see that matchup. I want to see Ramsey against Stephon Diggs. Uh, That's fun. Aaron Donald, I think, is going to be a complete game changer. Yeah. I think they're going to get Josh Allen to make some mistakes. Other side, the like you mentioned, McVeigh and Goff have this thing cooking. Cup and Woods cashed in. Tyler Higby's the greatest. <laughs> and and, and if, the, if those linebackers aren't healthy, it's going to be a big issue. Yeah, no, for um, sure. Texans at Steelers. Pittsburgh three-and-a-half-point favorites. I will be taking my Pittsburgh Steelers. I'm also taking your Pittsburgh Steelers. I'm not the most confident, but uh, I don't know. Watson's not really getting anything going. Like it, Again, and not on him, but uh, I think the Steelers' defense can be too much for the Texans. Yeah, through two games, Bud Dupree and TJ Watt have been two of the five best pass rushers in the league, and yeah. that Texans' offensive line is inconsistent. Um, Houston's and, uh, D's not not great at all right now. Either. No, if they if they can contain JJ Watt, it's like Justin Reed and JJ Watt are kind of the main threats there. So and Bernard uh, and Pitt, Pitt, yeah, and, and Pittsburgh has shown through two games that they've got a lot of different guys they can they can get the ball to to make plays. Um, okay, Forty ers at Giants. Niners four point favorites on the road with a lot of injuries. Yeah, they hate MetLife Stadium, but they got to go right back to it. That's fucked. Yeah. I mean, like, it, it, but when I looked at the schedule, I'm like, wow, the Niners get a big break here. Like, they can just stay in New York. They're staying in West Virginia, which is weird. And the MRI machine Which is my down. favorite state. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. Like, the Giants aren't good. If the Niners can kick the shit out of the Jets like that, the Giants aren't that much better. Give me the Niners. I agree. I I want to I want to see what Javon Kinlaw does against uh, the Giants offense behind Daniel Jones. Yeah, yeah, that's that that's that could be a show there. Uh, Titans two and a half point favorites at the Vikings. The Vikings suck. I'll be taking the Titans, who have two close victories to be two and zero. But the Vikings really suck. So I think this is the game. And Tanny looked good last week. I think I think uh, it's gonna be a, an easy Tennessee win. Uh, I think you're right. But I'm in the sunk cost fall- fallacy here. Oh God! I'm taking the Vikings. No. If they go in three, the season's over. I'm never taking them again. Okay. Okay. Fair. Th- no. This I, is just I, I, the, I the, my it. last hurrah. That's it. Respect. You gotta get catch that fucking high one last time. <laughs> uh, my Washingtons are heading to Cleveland. The Browns are seven point home favorites. 
What are we thinking here? I'm, I don't know what to think. Um, I'm thinking after the way the Browns looked last Thursday night, I am just going to roll with them. But I don't feel confident. Okay. I think Washington's good at hanging around in games, uh, but yeah, give me the give me the I almost said the clowns. Give me the Browns again. <laughs> Damn, I, I'll be taking the Washingtons. Respect. Uh, I think, I I mean Chase Young versus Jedrick Wills, like fuck, mm-hmm. that's my heroin. Th- <laughs> this this front seven is much better than the Bengals. Yeah. Uh, I think it'll it'll be tougher to get that ground game going. I think it'll potentially Baker Mayfield will be under more stress, which we saw in Week One is Not kind good. of just destroys the whole offense yeah uh other side of the ball the Browns secondary questionable uh, really outside of uh, everything past their defensive line is a question on that browns defense right now uh, sorry besides the d-line denzel ward um so i i, I don't know Dwayne, Dwayne haskins if he can get in a rhythm terry mclaurin's one of the best receivers in the league i think he's gonna make an explosive play i think they lose but but within seven okay fair enough um <clears throat> Bengals add Eagles. Eagles, six-and-a-half-point favorites. Uh, I'm biting this one, Rob. I'm going to take the Bengals plus the points. Me but... too. Me too. Me too. We're riding that Joe Burrow high. High Carson Wentz looks bad. The Eagles O-line sucks. Yeah. Eagles defense has been very questionable. The, uh, I think we get get a high-scoring affair, and the Bengals keep it close. Yeah, I agree. I think it's an Eagles win, but uh, the Bengals uh, Pound every over also. Oh, uh, yeah, especially in these later games. I'll, I'll mention some of these in, the, in, a, in a few seconds. Uh, finally, we get the Bears at the Falcons, the game we've all been waiting for. The Falcons are three-and-a-half-point favorites. The Bears are undefeated. The Falcons, I don't know what they are. This is um, like, yeah, when an unstoppable this, force beats an unmovable object, but like in the opposite bad way. <laughs> um, I'm taking the Falcons because I don't, I don't know. I, okay. I don't know what to do, So and I trust Matt Ryan. I don't trust Mitch Trubisky. Atlanta has been good on offense the first two weeks, but it's just like I'm scared from that collapse. Like That that could be, you know, Dan Quinn's gone, and they're 0-5, 6-7, 8, you know what I mean, type of territory. Uh, but I don't trust the Bears. They're not 2-0, man. Uh, really, Jalen Johnson, if he gets really a lot, that's going to be fun, or Julio, obviously. Uh, so that's a big test for him. I'm also taking the Falcons here, though. Okay, into the 4 o'clock games. Why is this game I'm at now, 4 o'clock? What do you mean, why? Because I need something to watch. Okay. Yeah, it's kind of inconvenient for us that instead of being able to watch all three games at once, we now have this fourth game thrown in, and it's the Jets at the Colts, and the Colts are 10.5-point favorites. And, and it especially sucks when there's five 4 o'clocks and one of them is Seattle. Um, and I, So, yeah, anyways. Is there five? I can't count. I thought there was four. One, one two, two, three, oh, four, five. five. Yeah, it sucks. Wow. Um, give me the Colts. That's all I gotta say. Yeah, I don't know. The Jets are so fucking terrible. <laughs> Fire at him, guys. Yeah. Um, we almost went a whole show without mentioning him. Yeah. Uh, four oh five Panthers at Chargers. Chargers six and a half point favorites. I, I'm Justin taking, Herbert hopefully oh, plays. Yeah. yeah. Even if he doesn't, the Panthers defense is playing so many rookies. They look so out of sorts, and the offense. I think Joe Brady's doing a solid job, all things considered. Mm-hmm. Um, CMC's like the out. Getting, yeah, the receivers are getting open at least, and, and Teddy's making some throws. But yeah, uh, but yeah, like, I'll, I'll take the Chargers. That that pass rush should obliterate the Panthers' O line. Yeah, that's a very good point. Like like Teddy, you know, like that one throw to Robbie Anderson was sick down the sideline, and then he also had the the, <laughs> the interception on the screen. So uh, yeah, give me the Chargers. I don't think they win by more than ten, but I think they cover the spread. Four twenty-five. The Lions are are going to Arizona to take on the Cardinals. 
who are five and a half point favorites, two and zero. Oh. It's a tie again, baby. No, I'm taking, I'm taking the Cardinals, and I feel good about it. Me too. I mean, I wonder what DeAndre Hopkins will do to Jeff Okuda. Oh man, that's I didn't even th- that didn't cross my mind yet. That sucks for Okuda. Hopefully he shows up. Four twenty-five. Buccaneers six-point favorites on the road against the Jeff Driscoll Broncos. Okay, you know Blake Bortles Broncos. <laughs> well, I hope it's Jeff Driscoll because I love him. Uh, yeah, give me the box. Come on, the Broncos are too hurt. Yeah, not a whole lot else. It feels like their 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 season's been declared over already just because of the injuries that have yeah. happened and piled up so quickly. Yeah. Uh, the final four twenty-five game. Uh, the Dallas Cowboys taking on your Seattle Seahawks. Seahawks four and a half point favorites at home. I don't feel confident. Uh, I, first of all, the total is fifty-five, and I think that game that's going over easy. Uh, the, both these teams are putting up points big time, and they can't stop the opposing offense. So this game should go over easy, even with all those points. Uh, I'm going to take Seattle. I just think they get it done. Um, no good reason. I, will, I think this is a game, close game, but they they win. I will lean towards the better quarterback. Russell Wilson's the MVP of the league right now through two games. Uh, Sunday night football. The Green Bay Packers go to New Orleans. Saints are three point favorites at home. I can't believe this, but I'm taking the Green Bay Packers. I am also taking the Green Bay Packers. Aaron Rodgers has that thing humming. Yeah. Aaron Jones looks like a top five running back right now. Drew Brees um, looks the, old. Drew Brees looks old. The the Saints defense didn't play very well against the Raiders. Nope. The secondary was very questionable. I think Devontae Adams is in for a big day. Agreed. Monday Night Football. The Chiefs at the Ravens. Baltimore three-and-a-half-point favorites. So nice that we actually get a good Monday Night matchup. I know. It's pretty cool. Uh, 53-and-a-half is the total. Pound the over again. Uh, and I'm taking the road road dog again. Give me, give me the Chiefs. Until the Chiefs uh, get beaten, I'm taking the Chiefs. That's it. I will, I will be taking the Baltimore Ravens. Respect. Um, I don't really have a great reason. I just um, – yeah. Patrick Queen, if he's going to get matched up on CEH, that's that's a lot of fun. That is a lot of fun. He struggled and in coverage. I didn't talk about him, but struggled in coverage this week. Um, so we'll see that. So tune in next week to hear more about it, baby. And f- farewell and goodbye.